SAFM. Prime time all day long. Can the Proteas win the Cricket World Cup? Aslam Kota is a cricket analyst and commentator. Aslam, on that last day at Wondrous Stadium, the atmosphere was amazing. You would have sworn uh, that uh, Andile, especially in that last over that Andile faced, that this is a pro-tier team that is ready to win the World Cup. It's betting order at the tail end came to the party, it's betting order at the front end, came to the party, the fielding was impeccable, the bowling was impeccable, it looked like a World Cup winning ready team and then we faced New Zealand a week later and it just all falls apart. Well, I wouldn't read, uh, good morning first of all, Oliver, I wouldn't read too much into that even warm-up match. 15 guys were on the field, 15 guys better than bowled. I wouldn't read too much into it. In fact, what I will say is that in the 37 overs that South Africa did face, it was good to see that the likes of uh, Quentin de Kock has refound his consistency, and I think that's been an important cog or important element missing in the top order. What I'll say about the last match in, at the Wanderers and running up towards that was the fact that South Africa uh, came good at the right time against a big team, uh, against the Australians, and it was all about a mechanic putting all the parts together, and suddenly when he turned the car on, it sounded and it purred well, it just sounded like it's ready to take off. And yeah. that's what the South African team looked like. So it does really look encouraging from a South African point of view. Um, they're saying that they've got all of their bases covered. Uh, the other thing, of course, which is very important, which we didn't see in 2019, and remember, Cricket South Africa were slated about the fact that a number of players were unfit and they were sent on that were much to the uh, chagrin of the medical team. And, of course, the result uh, then showed. And uh, this time they made sure that there's a team that's fit, that's on board. And that's why they set those those rather harsh rules for qualifying for fitness and especially playing in the national team. So it all looks good, Oliver, right now. But uh, all that uh, comes, or what do you say, it all goes quiet because the real deal starts in just under two hours when New Zealand take on England in Ahmedabad. Yeah. Uh, how much d- did the crowd play a role in the performance of the Proteas in, in, in South Africa in the Australia series? Well, I mean, they always do, especially at the Wanderers. I mean, in the Bullring, most visiting teams, most visiting players always say that it's one of the great experiences in world cricket. So, uh, yeah, it was good. And the fact that it mattered much because it was uh, the series was locked at 2 all. It needed a winner, and obviously everyone wanted to, everyone wanted to see South Africa yeah. do that, and certainly they came through. The fact that they batted first also certainly helped the South Africans. So, uh, yeah, look, the crowd always does help. The thing about the, the World Cup in India is that uh, you're going to get crowds right through, and they just favor any team that's winning, you know. So it will be fantastic for the guys. Most of them have got experience because of the IPL. Uh, from a crowd point of view, and uh, they'll enjoy the experience. Yeah. In fact, they must enjoy the experience. ODIs in the last five years have become a lot more high-scoring than the decade preceding that, and that's because uh, I, I, I'm assuming that the T20 format has really changed the way ODIs are also approached, where you have big hitters coming in in the front end of the batting order, and you get these high runs, and you know guys are going 300-plus on a regular basis uh, on, on, on the betting end of things. If we need to slow down the run rate, uh, can we really rely on uh, Kashav Maharaj? Uh, okay, I think there's two or three questions in there, Oliver, but what I will say to you is that in the old days, when it was just test cricket, when one-day cricket came into uh, you know, you know, into being, 
we saw the improvement at test level and the same thing with T20s and uh, what is what it's done to the game literally overall. So that yeah. answers your first question. The other is that there have been 24 occasions in which 400 has been passed in ODI cricket and I'm just reading this from a report that I read yesterday. Uh, and 15 of those have come since the 2011 World Cup. So you can see what's happened in the last 12 years and exactly as you say. Yeah. You know? So um, um, as far as slowing the run rate is concerned, I mean, there's the thing with, with one-day cricket now is it's so regulated. There are so many uh, um, new rules that, that govern the uh, white ball format yeah. that uh, at, at most times it, it's a batter's game, as they say. And especially if you're coming up on a pitch which is you know, made, made for batsmen, then it does make it tough for a whole lot of uh, whoever the bowlers may be, the best in the world, including Maharaj. Yeah. But I do think that, uh, that uh, these days, the captains and the coaches all have their plans in place. They they depend a lot on television uh, analysis, on players, on individuals, their strengths, their weaknesses. So they play they play the game that way. And of course, if it doesn't work out, you need a crafty captain then to make sure that he's a step ahead of the opponent. You know, so yeah. all of that's going to come to the fore, and I think it's going to be very exciting because it is become such a game where it's it's all about run scoring, and as you say. Lots of runs on the board and uh, big, big scores. Look, looking at uh, their most recent performances, do you think our paces, Kakiso Rabada and Lungengiri, are in good form? Uh, at, at maybe, let me ask this, are they in World Cup winning form? Aha, uh-huh. you're looking, you, 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 you're basically putting the finger on the, uh, on the pulse there because that is the problem. Uh, Kakiso Rabada has been reliable, but he's not been at his match winning best. Lungin Giri has suddenly shown that he's, he's got what it takes and he's perhaps been more of the, uh, from the experienced yeah. players, he's been perhaps more reliable. And we're talking about the seamers, of course. Then they've gone for Gerald Kutia, who's going to be an out-and-out seamer, and he's certainly there for part of the shock treatment to the opposition. But he does, in fact, have quite a crafty mind. And, you know, these days the youngsters are developing all of the tricks much uh, earlier in, in, in their trade, from the age of 14 and 15, they're already doing what they feel they're capable of. So it's good to see that he's coming through. And then, to me, Marco Janssen's form, uh, especially in that Australian series, was very important yeah. because when he burst onto the scene, Oliver, he, he, he looked like the real deal. He still is, but then he, his bowling seemed to, seemed to taper off. And the fact that he's come right with the ball and, of course, with the bat means it's very, very important from a South African point of view. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to leave it there, Aslam, but I do appreciate your analysis this morning. We're going to be following the World Cup very, very closely and we'll speak again over the next couple of weeks. Aslam Kota, cricket commentator and analyst joining us there.